cultural Jews. Oh, now recording. Okay. So you were saying something about cultural Jews. Uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this is The End with Adam. I'm here with very special guest, Beth Cohen. Um, Beth, how you doing? I'm well, Adam. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm glad you could make it to the podcast. Um, I, uh, I'm glad that you also listen to the podcast, too. Um, people who, should, who are listening to this episode, you guys should be, you know, listening to this podcast and really taking it in. And Beth did, has been doing that. So thank you, Beth. Um, appreciate yeah, of course. Uh, but you were saying something about the state of Israel and, and cultural Jews. <laughs> So I didn't want to stop you. I wanted you to continue with that. Um, well, we weren't going that deep. Um, I was just talking about learning uh, about the Jewish religion at Loyola as a Jewish person who knew some, but not a lot about um, being Jewish. And um, I was taught that there's, you know, with in Jewish people, there's cultural Jews as well as spiritual or religious Jews. Um, some people are both, some people are one or the other. I would consider myself a cultural Jew where I don't practice the religion, but my family practices some of the communal customs and um, cultural aspects of the religion and heritage. So I don't know where, how we got to that point before this. I but... really put you, I, you know, you know, it was like, it, it's like, um, you know, when you're in high school and you have to do a book report, you literally just did a book report. On yeah, cultural. I did. I just did a book report on, on Jewish people. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking hilarious. Um, but no, I've um, the reason why you're on the podcast, we used to date. I knew you for a while in New Orleans. Um, and yeah, and um, you're definitely a huge part of my growing up experience, at least towards the end of college and stuff. I would assume I was some, something similar to you, right? Or, or am yeah, I giving myself you, too you much? You were... Um you were a big part of my growing up experience. I met you when I was 18 Mm -hmm. and you were a creepy senior. Um, Yeah, I was. And, um, yeah. And you were definitely, um, I, I like forget that I've known you for almost five years now coming up. Time flew. Time flew, which is insane, but it's always been cool that like, regardless of our relationship status or physical location like we've always stayed in touch which is tied to me now we've gone through periods of not staying in touch but most mm. of the time we are in touch which is cool i think that's a, i think that's pretty cool i think um being able to stay you know at least somewhat in contact with somebody that you spent as much time as you and i have i mean we really spent a lot of time i mean i like basically a, lived at your house for a whole yeah, semester like, a really and like a really really serious amount of time with each other and it and it is because i i've moved around a few times i've met a lot of people and i've had a few people that i really you know used to love that i don't talk to at all anymore so it wasn't that it wouldn't have been that weird to me if we didn't stay in contact what was more shocking was that we did stay in contact which kind of put you in a very bizarre category in my mind because i was like huh you know by now, I should have. I should be. She, you know, we shouldn't be still talking to each other. It's weird how there's been a lot of times where I almost feel like something compels one one of us at some point to contact the other. Do you feel that way? So every once in a while, it's like yeah. six month period. There'll be something where it's like I have to tell Beth about this, or like yeah, yeah. You know. no, that's that's very real. I think also it's like um. 
even though you're older than me, we're both in this within the years of our lives where like shit changes really fast. And we also both have similar family situations where like um, our families were moved around, you know, in our adult lives. Yeah. Um, and um, now you're living in my home state and in yeah. Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel that way. It was like, there'll be something. Yeah. Every few months, every six months where I'm like, Oh, I have to tell Adam this happened or this family thing or this work thing. Like, um, also because I think that when we've accomplished like goals within our careers or within our creative works that like, we have to tell each other. Cause like we were talking about what we wanted to do. Like right when I met you, like I knew what you mm. thought you wanted to be in film and that you were a writer when you met me that was before i was even a dj but i was like kind of half djing at that point you know what i mean yeah so it was like yeah we've we've known each other in like the incubator stages of what we do now which is cool yeah. to me it is really cool and it's it's a very special thing i think a lot of people have you know they have relationships with people but they don't share passions like Exactly. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, you'll have people, which I think is actually a better thing. I think those relationships typically last longer. Um, people that don't have yes. uh, things that they're extremely passionate about, you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was sort of a consistent through line from our both of our kind of lives that we were always working towards something. And I think being around people like that in general is healthy. But I think like also having somebody that you know intimately that is very serious about something um is like that's kind of the best kind of person to have in your life honestly um that's how yeah, I, feel. I agree i agree i think that it can go either way of like it's dating somebody or being with somebody intimately that is like very passionate about something can um cause issues but it also can be a beautiful thing but also mm. i find that being with somebody that has no creative direction or it's just they're not a creative person they're not i don't have passion that mm -hmm. to me is like not exciting and not attractive mm. um, but i also feel like sometimes yeah. those relationships go down smoother because usually the creative person's bringing most of the crazy <laughs> right so when you put two very creative and passionate people together it can be like too much sauce <laughs> that can be true that can definitely be true i think um one of the things that kind of characterized my, at least my early stages of, of knowing you and, and being in your life was like my absolute not uh, unpreparedness to have anybody else in my life. Like I, I was, I'm the youngest of five, you know, I was always yeah. catered to. Um, yes. Things always kind of went the way that I, I needed them to go, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I kind of designed my life that way where like there's I, I, everything that I do. I'm trying to find the least amount of effort and the way in which it can be done for me. Like if I could outsource putting on my pants, I would like, I just don't, yep. it, everything, <laughs> yeah, everything has to be easy and simple or I freak out. I'm not, I'm not cool with it. It's not, it's not chill. Um, and I think the biggest lesson I had to learn f being around you was that like, you have to have consideration for other people. There's other humans yes. on this planet. <laughs> um that you know that require you know the attention and care that you give yourself but i think o overall though i think like that reflected because you said we were in two t totally different like you were i think 18 and 19 i was like 22 23 when we first met two, two totally different stages in our life but they were like extremely transitional right like you were transitioning from being a literal 
teenager to being yes. like a young adult. And yes. I was transitioning from being a drug addict to being a drug addict that was a doing okay with things yes. and had, had, <laughs> had my life somewhat together. Still not an adult. Nowhere was the word adult in my life at that, at that time either. So I think like, I think that, I think that sort of momentum helped both of us. Like, because we were both in a transitional stage, we were both sort of forcing each other, whether we knew it or not, forcing each other to grow up. Um, I, I agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. I think also uh, you and I have very different thresholds for bullshit. Um, right. And I explain think what was, you mean by that. Um, well, going back to like, so you're the youngest of five mm-hmm. and you're like golden boy. Absolutely. I am. I'm the handsomest little. I'm the (laughs) handsomest little boy on the playground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I am um, firstborn and oldest sister, and Mm. um, and only it's only me and my younger brother, but huge family. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I have a very, I'm very feel like I'm patient, and I have a, um, I have a more of a tolerance for bullshit. And yeah. you do not have a lot of tolerance for bullshit, which can be a good thing, but can also be a bad thing. Same with same mm-hmm. with myself. So I feel like I'm too sometimes too complacent and too forgiving because I have a lot of patience and tolerance for bullshit. <clears throat> that's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely like a characteristic I feel like about you that I think is really um, astounding. Is like you are extremely patient. Um, with stuff and that, that's something I did learn from you was like, yeah, that, you know, sometimes people aren't, aren't trying to fuck you over because they're 10 minutes late. Sometimes they're just 10 minutes late. Um, yeah, that's also, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, also a person that is like three hours late to everything, um, Mm -hmm. which I had to learn to be like, let's bring it down to like 10 minutes late. And then that's more forgiving than like being a few hours late. So like I hang out, you know, not like, (laughs) but like this, I'm talking about like, hang out or like, right. Friends. I'm just that person that shows up like three hours late. Um, but you kind of put me in check with that and had a higher standard of like, no, it's like, we're going to meet, you know, at Panera at Tulane. It's like, you're going to meet me there. Like now, like it's not you know, <laughs> yeah. when you want. So, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, but exactly. It's a give and take. Like, um, you need like mirrors in your life, like people that act as mirrors to show you, you know, what you have to work on. Like literally, if you want to have <laughs> intimate relationships with people, these are the, these are the things you have to work on. And it's like, it should, you get shown pretty quickly when you actually drop your guard and just kind of be yourself around someone else, what you have to work on. And I think that's what we kind of did for each other at that time. Um, yes. yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I think overall though, um, one of the coolest things I felt about new Orleans was, uh, we, we really got to ha- like, you got to have your life and I got to have my life, but like, because, we were at two totally different, like, you know, kind of timelines, I guess. Like we didn't, there was no like competition. Like I wasn't, there was no, none of your friends I knew you, you knew my friends, but like we could kind of dip into and out of each other's lives pretty simply rather than like it kind of getting in the mix of like, Oh, we all have the same friends and we all have to 
you know? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think that was a, a big part of um, our, like, long relationship and just knowing each other is is that point because we have like and we also like both are were socialites and, and knew a lot of people um yeah. and it wasn't the same people which i like that and i was also like i enjoyed still to this day i'm always hanging out with older people and i enjoy being like the baby of the group or you know like mm-hmm. hanging out and being one of the young, youngest people because you can kind of like there's no expectations they're like oh like you're just this young person hanging out here like there's no like well, you need to show up to this birthday party, be here for this dinner, like do stuff like that. Cause like, I wasn't ever like fully part of one group. Um, right. Right. And I liked that. That's how I still operate pretty much. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is a really good point. Um, I also just like, we, we just have to talk about the Euro bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we can't. I mean, we can't. So, like, my thing was, um, uh, especially at that time, I was pretty much resigned to the fact that we, our relationship was not going to. Like, I, I knew, I think I said this to you uh, multiple times, like, that it was we were never gonna have like that like relationship that you may have seen with some of my other friends where like they're the same age and they're going to move to another city together and fucking tear down the world like that's no you have to finish fucking college and i have to and i have to figure out my life and fucking cut my hair like those were the things that were on our list our to-do lists um absolutely and and um i think there were a few people in my circles who sensed that few women who sensed that, Oh, as much as Adam might like this girl, like he's not serious. And as a result of my, um, uh, need to do a lot of drugs all the time. Um, I, I was a lot more flippant, you know, with my sort of behavior. So they thought it was okay for them to sort of approach me in certain ways. That's, that's the most, um, diplomatic way for me to say that there yeah there were a lot of euro hoes <laughs> trying to get in between us but that's I know. but that but that was the reasoning why i mean did you did you know that that was why um yes i i knew that was why that i was just like kind of like there was pros and like i was just talking about the pros of being a, the young person in the group the cons is that you're not taken seriously even exactly. if you have serious feelings for somebody yeah um and that was hurtful um but also me now like some of the way that women would act around you knowing that in my presence and knowing that we were together it would have been a completely different Beth the way I would have handled it back back then I I just didn't have the energy and didn't now I was mad internally and I did say something to you maybe after those things would happen but like I definitely it, it i don't know i just was like so i was like oh it's just adam or those just people like i just ha- i just hated being around those girls that like were just like oh well it's not serious or this that because it was just like because that that's also not taking you seriously which yes i was yeah. being protective because i was like well why aren't they taking adam seriously if they're really that was a big friend? part of it that you was know? the bigger part. That was the bigger part of it was that they yeah. weren't taking me seriously. Yeah. You, they actually all like you. They, they just were like, Oh, she doesn't know. He's a, he's a scumbag. He's a fucking <laughs> crazy, like he's a crazy person. Like she's just, she just likes him cause he's funny or something. They were just, that was their, you know, uh, rationale 
if you will. Uh, right. For, for but I did things. know that that was the, 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 tea the true tea is that like, i didn't know true i just tea. i just... the true tea <laughs> jeez louise um but uh no i mean you did know um we i did spending, know we, we were spending enough, you. And, and we were spending enough time with each other that like if you didn't want to be on that ride you wouldn't have been on that ride you would have gotten exactly off. the, the yeah. ride had already started it just like when I met you, it was just like when you get to the top of the the, the <laughs> highest point in the roller coaster, and then you go like you go over the peak and you go straight down. That's what yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. That was actually that's a really good analogy. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think like <laughs> I think probably <laughs> the, like fifth or sixth time you came to my house, one of my roommates, I won't say who it was, was like, "Yo, are you, is that your girlfriend?" I was like. I don't. I, I I had forgotten how much we had been hanging out. Like I was just like, oh yeah, this is the, this is a new cool person. But like, someone else outside of it had to be like, no, dude, you're spending enough time with this person, and she's young as hell. You're her <laughs> boyfriend now. And I was oh like, my God, oh I'm yeah, dead. I am. But I'm that. Dead. But still, remember, it still took me like what was that? Three months before I actually like was like, yeah, let's start dating. And that was after you came to Detroit because that was a big thing for me. I'm a yeah. big fan of I'm a big fan of people traveling and meeting each other. I travel a lot. Like I love like I think that for me is the real signification of like somebody is actually in my life rather than somebody that I met in you know throughout life. Like right. if you're gonna get on a plane and come and see me, then we're I it's a totally different situation. And that was genuinely how I felt at the time. Um and that was when I was like, Yeah, no, we're, we're dating now. But Prior to that, I mean, we were still pretty much dating, but I wasn't. I was. I was so removed from what a response, what my responsibility as a guy was to do, you know, in, in a relationship because I hadn't had a real. I'd been literally yeah. rolling around from pussy to pussy for for, for however long <laughs> I had been doing that, and I just had. To, I'd res, I had actually started to convince myself that I probably would never have a girlfriend. I was actually getting that crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's and, very that's very intense. That sounds like Adam, and that's not exactly. shocking. Yeah, um, always going to the extreme. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was very, I was very flattered when you invited me to Detroit. Also, because I always wanted to go because you know I love techno and I love right. the history of Detroit's musical history has always been amazing and fascinating to me. So, um, yeah, I was really excited to go. But did you know that I? lied to my mom about no. going to Detroit. You, you told know? me that you told her. You told me that you told okay, her. Okay, so at the time, um, <laughs> what the fuck did <laughs> I don't you know do? if I ever told you this. No, what did you do? So do you remember that summer I was living on Catalina Island? Yeah, I remember all that. I was that. working, so my grandma got sick, and I had I moved to the islands to be near my family, mm-hmm. um, and it worked for my family. And like the the whole summer, I was still like, in love with you and i wanted to like and i obviously like we would talk all the time yeah we and, did talk a lot we uh, um then you're like well, why don't you just come to detroit and i had all this money from being from working like three jobs that summer so i was like yeah of course um and i told my mom so one of my friends Catherine, who i don't know if you remember her she came and visited my freshman yeah. year yeah, yeah um, one of my best best friends from high school um her family she has family in canton 
in the same town that I have kids. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we talked about this. Yeah, yes. About this. And so yeah, I yeah. told my mom that I was going to visit Catherine and her family. <laughs> and then when and, did she find out that you weren't doing that? Well, I have to. I, I told her like I, it was probably like six months to a year after. I was like, yeah, actually, I was with a boy. Um, but I was still in like my mother's Catholic. Man. And I was Man. still very much in the mode of like, can't tell her like I'm going to go hang out with this boy that she's never met. Um in Detroit, like that's not really a. Um, I wouldn't have let you go if I was your right. parent. I don't be think like, any are you parent, fucking you know, I was not, freshly nineteen? I don't think any parent would be like, yeah, that's a really great idea. Um, but I went anyways. Um, and um, what was that? Yeah. I want, you know what I'm curious about? Huh? What was that? What was that plane ride like? Because you didn't know what was going to be on the other side of the. Uh, no, like I, were, I, I didn't. Well, I knew that. I knew that like i was gonna be it was gonna be fun because obviously we have a good time together and like um we wanted to do the same things um yeah but i didn't know what to expect from detroit and i definitely didn't know what to expect of like oh we're staying at adam's parents house <laughs> in detroit which their house is beautiful and it was like that was like amazing but it was just so funny it was like i i really didn't know what to expect but i was that summer was so awful um, yeah. After my grandma passed and like yeah. my family just being wrecked that whole summer. My my grandma, this is on my dad's side, Jewish side, and she's like the matriarch of our family. So you can imagine what that summer was like. She yeah. passed away end of May, actually the day after my birthday. I and remember that whole I remember summer all this, was just yeah. like cleaning up that mess. Yeah. Um and so I was just like, I'm so ready to be away from my family. I'm so ready to hang out with the person I like and like go to a new place. Um, yeah. and it was amazing. That was, that was like, there was so many moments in that trip. Like I will never forget. We were driving to Ann Arbor that was through, fun, and huh? it's like summer in Michigan. Everything's green and sunny. And the song lady by Mojo was playing and my head was sticking out the window. My hair was, it was literally like, a mo- it was a movie. Like it was like those moments in life where you're like, this needs to be filmed right now because it was so wholesome. And it was a very great. like one of the best moments of our relationship and friendship was like that day. Um, it really and, was. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Was, like I didn't even know you. Like, oh yeah, you like pl- like you did so good. Like you like planned. Like you would, we did a day at Ann, Ann Arbor. We went to like Corktown in Detroit, and like you took me to record store, and there was that. Yeah, that one day we were around Corktown. I remember another memory from that trip, I have to say, because it's like, this is what made me like solidify my love for Detroit and mm-hmm. Michigan, really, um, was um, we were going to Traffic Jam, right? That's the name of the restaurant? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And. Um, oh, you're, that's Midtown. That's Midtown, Detroit. Midtown. We're, okay. Yeah. My bad. Um, so we were in Midtown and we like I hear this music and we walk like past the record store and past Shinola the like um that store they have the there. watch the, store yeah yes yeah, watch store and uh we turn the corner and there's like this parking lot with like chain link fence around it and there's people live welding metal sculptures like in broad daylight and there's a techno DJ like on a platform so it's like parking lot with chain link fence people melding what melding welding metal, metal yeah <laughs> doing just techno. literally 
Yeah, literally oh my gosh. <laughs> building iron sculptures like to like a techno beat. But this is something like for listeners, you'll never see this in any other city. Like, yeah, this you, is you, the most Detroit it gets. Like, and, and, and you know what was beautiful about that crowd too? They, those weren't hipsters. Those were local regular people. Oh yeah, those that, were that's... regular regular people. It was not like transplant random ass white people. <laughs> Fuck no, no, it was like straight up Detroit people. And like we looked at a place. I remember like. You were in a button-down looking straight out of Maryland. I was in, like, a pink dress or some shit. Like, we looked nice, but we did definitely yeah. did not, like... No, belong. we didn't fit in there. No, and, yeah, we stuck out. Walking, yeah. yeah, it was really... It was cool, though. Everyone was dope. You know, everyone's nice. It's Midwest. Um, do, do you remember... We, <laughs> sorry, do you remember... This is, this is, like, maybe 15 minutes after that. We go to this... Le- this uh, not leather store. Uh, denim store. And um, the fucking guy comes up to me. This is like one of my favorite conversations with a stranger ever. He goes, uh, oh, those are Uniqlo jeans. I'm like, how did you know that? And he's like, oh, the inseams, something, something about that. And I was like, man, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a denim nerd. And I look at he, everything he's wearing, his shirt, his jacket, <laughs> his fucking pants. Every, I'm like, holy fucking shit. And we were in a denim store. So, But it was just like, wow, this guy loves his job. Like, He's not some worker. He's not a guy that just got a job somewhere like this is his fucking life i don't know that was i just i love that yeah moment. no i remember that there was a lot of characters on that block it was really interesting that was it a was. really interesting day but it was so fun and then wait was that the day we went to cliff bells too was that the same night um i believe so i believe that may have been the same that was a Dude, detroit day yeah we were, yeah we were. that was just like i don't i don't know like you you like became like you went from like little boy to like grown man in that trip or like my perception of you at least because uh-huh. you just planned like the like you just like put an effort and i was like wow this is really nice adam's putting an effort that's great <laughs> like this is great <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean for me it was definitely like something that i'd always i always wanted to do i i, I really enjoy I mean, I've never, ne- I had never had a girlfriend at that point, but I, I enjoyed dates. I loved taking girls out and yeah. going to nice restaurants. Well, so we like didn't really fact- do stuff like that back in New Orleans for very. No, we reasons. didn't. Yeah, so. we didn't do anything <laughs> like any of that in New Any Orleans. of that was not, none no. of that was going on. So probably was- my biggest regret, quite honestly, was pro- that that is probably my biggest regret was not going out to more stuff with you. But you also have to remember, right? Like when we when I moved to Emily's house. Do you remember that was my very first like production job? Yes. So I was working 12, 12 hour days. Like no joke, I'm not this is not no, exactly. I, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. So that was a part of it, but I mean still not still, you know, you got to have a life outside of work, but I was just so c- kind of going back to like what we're driven to do and like what our passions were. I was so much more like into yo, I just got a production job than hey, let me make sure like I'm actually having a real relationship with this girl that's like spending time with me. You know, so that was that was probably my my biggest regret was that for sure. Well, that's that's good to know. That's sweet. I I also like. Um, I don't think that I was. Hey, you broke up a little bit there. Hey, you there? Hey, I, I can't hear you, Beth. You. Hey, uh... sorry, someone Facetime me. Oh, yeah, hey. you said I don't think you said Sorry. I don't think that I was, and then it cut off. I was like, oh shit! Ah, no, someone Facetimed me. It got uh, it cut off the um, cut off the Discord. But um, I don't. I totally lost my train of thought. Shit. 
Well, I was just kind of saying, like, well, I should have took you out more when we were in New Orleans. Oh, but, you know, also, yeah. like, we were just being shitheads, you know? It was, like... Exactly, It, it was yeah. so not that vibe, and, like, I, um... I also... I knew that I liked you, but I also didn't know if, like... Like, once you were, like, okay, we, like, talk... Once, like, I left for California and we were away from each other for the summer and we ended up, mm-hmm. like, staying in touch, mm-hmm. and then you invited me to your home, I was, like, okay, like, this is gonna go somewhere, like, for sure. Right. You know, before that, it was kind of just like, oh, we're having fun. Like, obviously, I Mm. liked you a lot, but it was just like, it was, I didn't ever think necessarily that it was going to be like, oh, he's going to be like my serious boyfriend and like, we're going to do shit. Like, I never, right. Right. That that never, and I also just am not, I try not to, when I'm seeing somebody be like, oh, let me envision what the future (laughs) is going to be like. Like, yeah. I feel like that just ends up um, ending in disappointment. So, that, that that can happen for sure. I think like I because I was just starting to open myself up to the idea that I could have like, you know, long relationships with girls like you were kind of the fir- my first actual like foray into that, that I was like, OK, let me do this right. Somewhere along the way, I, I kind of lost myself. But at least that first try in Detroit was like, OK, if, if I'm going to take this seriously, she's going to get on the plane and come here. I'm not going to waste her time and I'm not going to waste mine. Like I want to actually see what it, what it feels like to be with somebody fully. And I think if, if for anything, those four days in Detroit were, were definitely like the most fully committed. I think we, we could possibly even have could have been to each other because we were sort of in this little bubble anyways. We were in this little fucking fantasy land. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was funny though, because, yeah, I left New Orleans in September, or no, what was that, fucking November, and I saw you one last time before I left New Orleans for good. And, and this was one of those, like, w- when I was packing up from Emily's house, and I still feel this way, that's how I knew it was real, that I was like, oh, I'm never coming back here, ever, ever, ever. Like, I, th- maybe a stopover, maybe if I get kidnapped, maybe if there's a film that I need to make there, like, for the tax credits, that'll be the next time I see, I come here. So it was extremely emotional for me to start leaving. And you were the last person that I saw before I left. And I remember being like, after I saw you, I got in my car and I was like, I'm going to, it, it was almost annoying. Cause I was like, I'm going to see her again. I tried yeah. to say bye. I tried to put you away forever. And I was <laughs> like, I knew when I started my car, I was like, that's not it. That wasn't it. That was because like, I was, I think we, what did we do? We went to cure, um, we had yeah. a drink. I, we were we were not on good terms. I think it was, no. pu- it was purely just like an exercise of like, I just need to like try to say bye to this person. And, um, and then I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. And, and then I, and then what was that? I, yeah, I went to San Diego No, I was in Atlanta and San Diego. And then what happened? We started, something happened again where we started talking to each other again in San Diego. And what's so crazy is I'd forgotten. It had been, it had been just long enough. Did this happen to you too? I'm so curious. It had been just long enough that I'd forgotten why we weren't talking anymore. Did that happen yeah, to you? I don't, I don't remember why. We, <laughs> I don't remember what happened. I don't, but, but it's so funny that like, it, it was like, it took that amount of time. We started talking again and then we literally repeated the same thing that we did four years ago we went to detroit we hung out we went to dinners and stuff and then we and then we never saw each other again but 
it was this weird repeat or like repeat. Like what I'm so curious what compelled both of us to do that again. That was so so strange. It was I'm really still, strange. I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm like, shook. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We just yeah, like I don't know. I don't know, Adam. It's weird. It's really weird. But also it's like I think also it's like I consider you family. So it's like when I don't talk to you, it's like I need to talk to this motherfucker and like see mm-hmm. if he's okay. Right. Yeah. But you know? I don't I don't know. I cuz I felt like I yeah, I I I definitely felt like um when I didn't see when I when I said bye to you in New Orleans, something some third sixth sense was like that wasn't that's well, really I, good. I knew that too. I knew that too. Why was why like, wasn't it why wasn't that goodbye though? It's that's, a, that's just intuition, I think. I don't think there's any other explanation than just like Man, intuition and, and knowing and, uh... and being being so intelligent. So <laughs> what? <laughs> it was that I don't understand. No, I'm just genuinely like I'm trying to understand it because I know how I felt about it. Like, but I know how my perception of all of this was. But what was going on in your head? I just knew. I just knew that like we were both going through transitions, and that like we'd probably want to talk to each other again, whether it was out of like care, comfort, or just need. Um, also, because like you were moving to a new place, and like I was going through the motions of college, and like college can get really lonely, and moving to a new place can get really lonely, and. You want to talk yeah. to a familiar person, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was 100% what it was. I was like, I think um, it was so great because I was doing well at my job. Like, I was actually starting to make friends in San Diego. Like, things were going well. And then, like, I started having, like, conversations with you again. And I started, like, remember, Like, there was so much that I had tried to leave behind. And I'm not saying that you had, like, brought these things back up or anything. But, like there was like this version of me that I would revert back to when I'd be with you that I was like, I killed this guy. This guy's been dead for the, for yeah. for two years. Why am I this guy again? And it was the weirdest thing because it's like, that was who you knew. And I'm sure there's a similar thing for you. You probably turn into a version of yourself that you're not with a lot of other people when we're, when we're together. I have a feeling that that's what we do to each other. Is that Most right likely. or wrong? I think yeah. that's true. Well, I think I didn't like feel that, I didn't feel that way this summer when I was in L.A. and we hung. I didn't feel that way. I, I don't really think we like I, I was definitely not in the like I, I was more just like trying to, you know, because it was both a really bad time for both of us. I was just it trying was. to get through, I was just really trying to get through that period of time. So Me it wasn't too. really. Yeah, it wasn't really like I mean, we had. Well, yeah, it was fine. It was cool. We had we had a, a fine time. But like. You know, when you see something that used to be such a great, like vibrant, like that moment that we had in, in, in Detroit driving to Ann Arbor, something that vibrant kind of decay into like the sort of almost, I mean, I felt like my memory of us hanging out in, in LA was like almost in black and white. Like it was just like, oh, what was it, it was, it was so like, um, it was so just like, like peak of summer pandemic bullshit going on (laughs) no job in sight you know it was just like so la was hot it wasn't even nice yeah it It wasn't even like and like my fucking brother like basically was like you can't stay at my apartment anymore and i was like yo like i was like (laughs) what the actual fuck um so <laughs> I was like Adam, and also um, 
this might be TMI, but I was legitimately having one of the worst menstrual cycles of my entire life during that time. No, I could see that you were in like I literal pain. I was in pain. excruciating pain. Like I legit remember like being like, Adam, you need to give me like five Advils right now. And I was just in a ball on your floor. Cause I was yeah, like, I could not. After move. a while, I, we weren't even like doing anything anymore. I literally just gave you Advil. You went to sleep and I was just like, yeah. right, I'm just going to continue my day. Like as if you weren't there. Yeah. And no, I'm it like, was like yeah. really fucked up. Like for not because you and I were being rude or, or mean or didn't it was just like we both were like miserable for our yeah, own reasons mis- genuinely miserable genuinely so miserable and just like yeah dude it was it was annoying and sad because i was just like you're living in my hometown we couldn't even like do my hometown like fun stuff like it was just yeah. not the vibe no like, there was no there was no fun vibes there's nothing no to do. fun vibes <laughs> yeah no and it was just like yeah the the weight of the world was kind of seeping in and like that bubble that we created, it kind of popped, you know, like the world now is yeah. involved. We couldn't enjoy our, our time, you know, with just each other anymore. And I think that, um, that man, that was probably the, the biggest, one of the, not the big, one of the biggest deaths that I had to mourn of, of like my old life after, you know, during this COVID thing is like, there's, you can't create, I can't go and get an Airbnb anymore and create a, a little bubble of, of like fun where I don't have to see fucking nonsense like everywhere you go there's just some new rules some fucking bullshit some thing that you have to deal with that reminds you that oh yeah we're in a totally different world than we were in eight nine months ago like you can't get away from it anymore and i think that is so true yeah i think that has been one of the the toughest things for me to realize um but yeah i mean overall though i think what keeps us talking to each other is 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 I think I, I, gen- I genuinely respect you. I think that's something I, I hope you can feel. Um, but so that way about uh, you. Well, thank you. But um, but you know, I think it's like there are these versions of our of each other. Especially for me, there's this v- specific version of me that like I try. Like, and it's not because we because I love talking about memories. You know, I love talking about like the fun shit that I did. That's a part of why I did this podcast is to fucking you know talk about you know doing insane shit because i don't do that stuff anymore so it's fun to tell the story but like at the same time so much of our relationship was that that like it's so hard to go to to be to 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 be around you or to talk to you without reverting back to that does that make any sense absolutely i even like i had a moment when we were in detroit um this uh when during winter break Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost a year ago, actually, which is crazy to think about. Um, yeah, that <laughs> you were—I was laying on the bed, and you were in the kitchen or like tiny ass Airbnb. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you yeah. were blasting Griselda and smoking a big ass backwood <laughs> shirtless. And you and saw you coming like, back. And you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Take a picture of me right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were just doing that thing. Yeah, it was and coming I was back. Like, yeah. I like said a prayer in that moment. And I was just <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I just please don't come back right now." <laughs> that the ghost of Adam was like coming out, and then like but, that lasted yeah. like an hour, and then you like, I think you, we like ate edibles and went to sleep or some yeah. shit like that. But like, it, it was very much like there was just a mo- like a high moment where you were just yes. like, but just just weed, not nothing else was going on. But like, just weed, and you just had a whole moment, and I was like, "Please, God." <laughs> 
yeah god someone jesus whoever like, I'm like please <laughs> but it's so funny because people know me like especially in california people do not know me as like somebody like that people would be shocked like when i tell them the kinds of things that i used to do like casually like oh my well, god you're very like, you're very zen now which is shocking I, but i think this is how i really am and i think you are you, I, but i knew that yeah. like i mean even like knowing um like seeing your friends and also knowing your sister and knowing like about your family. I was like, I know like Zen Adam is possible and that's really who you are. It's just when there's other substances and things involved, that person gets locked away. Yes. A hundred percent true. It's mainly alcohol. I've figured it out. Yeah. Um, I, um, I think that that is true for a lot of people. Yes, it is. And, And it's, it's the saddest, most fucked up thing, Beth when you realize that you're one of those guys where you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. You're like, I have to have a Coke with a straw at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like, me, me and Mark are, me and Mark have really become those like teetotaler, like, you know, dudes drinking zero or like 0.5% uh, beers and shit. And like, and people are we- weirded out about it, but I'm like, you much, you, what I say now is like, you want this, you want to be weirded out about me drinking no alcohol than me pressuring you to do coke at 4 a.m. because you gave me four shots of tequila because it's not just me that it's not just me that goes down like I'm bringing everybody down with me so like um I I noticed these like particular cycles that I would get into and I just quit it you know it was just like I I didn't I didn't see that and I'm also one of the things I think you know about me is like I'm obsessed with being the best and being successful and that's more you important. Are. That's more important to me. I realized that, that it's more important to me than doing drugs. So like, but that's the only reason why I'm not doing drugs. Like literally that's it. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm look, I'm still, it's still a journey. It's a process. It's not like I just stopped drinking and all my problems have, have, have gone away, but noticing what it was and like nipping it in the butt, I think was the best thing for myself. But I mean, what about you though? Cause I've been talking about myself. Has, has there been anything from our, entanglements that you've been like okay i should stop doing this adam really <laughs> what i guess that's the right word to describe it um, oh yeah what's her face uses that word i actually just completely jada pinkett smith uses that word i completely just said that i didn't wasn't yeah no it. i hate well actually i really like that word but i'm mad that that jada has like coined <laughs> it now because when someone says that they think that you're using it in the same context as she was using it. And I was like, no, that's not what yeah, that means. No, like, that's not. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, t- I actually think that was a hilarious like moment in her little show, but I was just like, I'm mad now. I'm like, you, I'm like, no, it doesn't just mean that shit. But, yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know. I think, um, I, I don't know what to say. Um, so nothing, you came out, you were like, you know what? Nothing. I got to change. That's no, great. I, no, I just think I grew up. I was just, I mean, I mean, you met me when I was 18, so yeah, I'm, 20, I'm 22 now. So it's yeah. like, I literally just had to go wow. through the motions of growing up, um, Yeah, growing up. And, um, I think that <laughs> you told me, I'm <laughs> sorry to cut you off. You told me in Detroit one time you were like, yeah, I would just come home after like spending three days, like hanging out and like doing coke with you and just cry. For, like, <laughs> 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 I don't know why that's so <laughs> funny to me. I don't know why that's so funny. It shouldn't be funny. Like that's a sad thing, but it just makes me laugh. It makes my it makes my heart warm. Oh my warm. god, I'm crying right now. It's so funny. 
funny. <laughs> you said you would just hate because you would never show me for a long time. You would, did not show me that anything that I was doing was really bothering you. No, so I, I was just, just, it was yeah. just happening. <laughs> and I remember Mark pointed out because Mark is very, he's much more emotional than I am. Yeah, Mark can, is very, a very sensitive boy in the best very, way. Very sensitive guy. He can feel emotions like, like wind, yeah, you know. That's why I love Mark. I stand, I'm, I'm a stan of Mark. I'm a stan Mark. <laughs> <laughs> stan Mark. But Mark uh, pointed it out. He was like, dude, you're traumatizing this girl. Like, she's not showing it. But you're crazy, and she's cr- and she does she's 18, dude. Like, what are you doing? Well, I think I was- that I I think that I was growing into my crazy. Like, I'll go back to the roller coaster analogy. I had right. just finished, like, you know, you're on those big ass Six Flags roller coaster. You, there's like <laughs> yeah. the the fake scary part, and before you get to like the top mountain of the roller coaster, like I was approaching that tallest <laughs> yeah. point of the roller coaster, and then when I met yeah. you, it just it went down. Right. So yeah. I, I was already the, it was already chosen. The path was already chosen. You just accelerate right. accelerated some of those choices. So Well, it's good to know. That's good to know that the yeah, yeah that it but wasn't also like, I yeah. I um also like as far as dating or relationships go, like um I feel like I scare a lot of people and mm. because I scare a lot of people, I like to be with somebody that kind of scares me. Right. If that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. You, I mean, everybody wants challenges, right? Yeah, like, wants challenges just, and also wants, yeah. ex, you know, s- some excitement. And, like, also I think that um, you also, like, you know, like, one of the first things we connected on was, like, music. Mm. And, like, you weren't, like, trying to be, like, well, actually, this band, this, that. Like, you were genuinely were, like, oh, play me a song. Like, most dudes don't even get to that point. Of like, uh, hey, like, let, like, what are you into? Play me a song. Like, most of them are just like, oh, let me show you my record collection. And it's yeah. like, meanwhile, oh, you know, I'm not you know what, my 300 records. Like, <laughs> you know what fucking Mark? He was like, uh, he won't care though. I mean, if, I think I've said this to you before. But he was like, he used to call you cool girl. Do you remember that? Um, oh my God, it's so annoying. But yeah, have you ever I seen the? Why. Have you ever seen the movie? Yeah, have you ever seen the movie Gone Girl? There's a yes. There's a soliloquy in that movie. The cool girl soliloquy that we would always, he would always refer to you about that because he was like, no girl is that cool, man. Like she, like you were like, he was like, because I was like, dude, she knows about all this music, dude. Like I would just sit around and talk about how cool you were for for the first two weeks because I mean, (laughs) just like, just like you said, like a lot of guys don't, you know, want to even have you listen to music. A lot of the girls I was talking to didn't have opinions or any, like anything going on. There so, was not a lot going on upstairs. That's true. no, just that wasn't happening, or or just you know they were into math or stupid shit. Like yeah, they weren't into not, like not think- not cool people shit. <laughs> yeah, not 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 with the cool. They were nerds. Like they weren't into cool. They cool were cool kids nerds. Stuff. I'm a fucking nerd, yeah. but I'm a cool hot nerd. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Jeez, um, I'm no, playing. but I, I know I'm, I'm just I'm fucking with you. But uh, the no the 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 funniest thing was like that was like it, it's so funny like how that was like new for you that like i was um very much interested where i was like i was like starved to find a girl like you i was like oh my god this, this is well, the, the circles of people yeah. you were hanging out in weren't really those people <laughs> can you paint can you paint some pictures because there, there's um there, there's a there's a specific place in time that i try to describe on this podcast and i, I had to delete the mark episode because we both Why? have we both we both have like really good jobs now that we don't want to lose. Oh, but there's, there's some, yeah. I mean, this there's is some piece, incriminating. Yeah, this yeah. is a pretty mild episode uh, compared to the other shit. Compared yeah. to the other ones, yeah. Uh, for both of our jobs' sake, um, 
but but, but there was a house that I would that I would go to. I was just I was, about to go there. You you read yeah. my mind. So there was this house down the street that um, we'll just call it a trap house. Um, that was ran a trap house ran by a, a white Jewish dude who went to Tulane, um, and we would go hang out there in a small little room um, with uh, with unnamed activities going on all around us. Um, and how many and, how many people at a time were in that house? Like oh, just minimum, humans. Minimum ten. Minimum ten. But I think only like three people live there, but it was like yeah. minimum ten people were there at all times. And it like um, just describes some of the amenities. Like, would you say the bathroom was continental? Would that be no, a word that you would use? No. I okay. would say um, in the bathroom. I think a halfway house bathroom was nicer than this bathroom. <laughs> um, I think a, a Shell gas station um, in Chalmette was nicer <laughs> than this bathroom. Um, there was always somebody passed out. Um, there was um, always a very intoxicated uh, young woman, young woman, plural, hitting on Adam and the other people there in, in front of me. <laughs> um, Sig's inside. Um, <laughs> that's how you know you're in a bad place is like well, that was people... all of Loyola's experience was just six inside six inside oh that's fucking great that might be the name of this episode six inside. yeah six inside oh man that's fucking funny um yeah i remember also during your um um during your drug use times that you would yell at me about being a cigarette smoker. And I would just be like, mm. okay, Adam. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my hill. That was my hill that I would die on. was people yeah. smoking cigarettes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you remember? I remember one time, this is still one of the funniest things you've ever said to me. One time oh, I was explaining, I was explaining like a cocktail that I like, I was like, all right, so what you do is you get like, you get, you get the half the Adderall. You don't do the full thing. Like I was just doing a whole, one of my things where I'm explaining a recipe and it's like nine in the morning and yeah. um, you just, everybody, <laughs> no one's even really listening. Like I'm saying it to Adam DeWalt and you're just like, <laughs> you're a fucking crackhead. You just look at me and you're just like, <laughs> you're a fucking crackhead. <laughs> yeah. I was probably just so fed up. Like the you were just tired before. of it. I was, you, I was like, <laughs> You were sick of me. You were just like you're a fucking so crackhead. No, I, the worst, the worst, um, Adam crackhead moment was just the fucking whippets, like that. Shit. Oh yeah, no, that was, was great. It was no, it was not. I miss that it shit, was man. So loud. <laughs> fucking that noise. like scare for some reason that would like scare you. I remember I, said, I would like I'm so like um sensitive. Maybe it's because I'm a musician. I don't know. Like my auditory yeah. senses are so fucking sensitive. So that I, it would be like the noise of the balloon filling up, and then yeah. you throw the fucking <laughs> canister on the tile floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then like oh my god and then did i just hear like crushed up um bud light every once yeah. in a while you hear like you crushed in a bud light can 
Um, but yeah, the fucking whippets. That was like I think that was probably in that moment of me calling you crackhead. There was probably like whippet canisters all over the yes, ground. For sure. There for sure. 100%. Yeah, and, and I was just like, "You're a fucking, fucking crackhead." You literally, and no one, like, no one laughed. Like, it wasn't a funny. You were just like stating I was a fully fact. Serious. Yeah, you were just. Were you offended, or were you like, "Yeah, no. I know"? I was so I, I was so embracing. Like, I didn't give a shit because you because you also have to remember, right? Like, aside from okay, so like lift lift driving was like the main way that I'd make money before I started um, working production. But you got to remember, like, once I started working in production, like, I had money. Like, I had no reason to oh, stop. Oh, no, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I had no reason to fuck. I was – and and um, and that was how I would, uh, you know, justify it to myself. I was like, well, <laughs> I show up on set at 5 a.m. every day. What the fuck is the problem? Like, so what if I did 200 whippets last night? Like, it, it didn't um, – I wasn't old enough yet to connect the dots to be like, no, you're still a fucking crackhead. You're just a functioning crackhead. That's all, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> no. Yeah. But that was some funny shit, man. Oh, oh my, God. my God. Yeah. That, um, I was, that was probably just like the last two years of like pent up shit. Like that was just so, it was so perfect in that moment too. There's like, I couldn't shit. have backtracked. I couldn't have been like, no, I'm not a crack. Everything I just said was, <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, uh, were, you were, you were really into the, um, cocktails, um, of unnamed substances. Well, I, I, um, so I heard this one comedian say it so perfectly and, uh, it's like about like, you know, self care when like, you don't want to go see a professional, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, yep. you think you can handle it yourself. You just become your own pharmacist. It's like, you're going to go see a pharmacist anyway. Yeah. That's how <laughs> sometimes you. sometimes yeah. people are so crazy. They think they can, they just skip medical school. That's you. <laughs> you <just become laughs> your own pharmacist. Do you, I feel yeah. like, I feel like. I, a good gift at that time would have been mm. a, like the old lady pill boxes. Yeah. And that would right. have been like, yes, uh, legit. You, every day of the week, you would yeah. like just have like a different. I was that cocktail. guy. I was a hundred percent on that level of being like a geriatric who's like, oh, it was my Tuesdays. It was my Thursday. Like, I was at that level. Like, yeah. it was bad. But, but, but um, the thing is, like, yeah. your, your um, intelligence would always shine through in those moments because you're like, you would just be like calculating. Shit. Well, like, no, I, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't um it, this is something I, I think i should say for the record like just for people that because people are going to do what they're going to do you know maybe if mm-hmm. a 16 16 17 year old kid might listen to this one day i'm just going to explain like it's not about amount it's about time you need to be thinking about the, when did you do something so like for example like if you're going to have four shots of tequila that's fine just don't take a xanax immediately afterwards you wait two hours <clears throat> so you would know yeah <laughs> So, I mean, now you, rules are made to be broken, right? Like we do things, we create rules so that we can break them. But, um, like my but, question uh, always, like when you would say these rules and explain yeah. these, these, um, cocktails would be like, where are these rules coming from? It's like <laughs> Adam's rule book of doing drugs and, and drinking. I'm like, where are these rules coming out of? Like, I was like, where does he get these rules? Like I wasn't um, experienced enough to understand I'm like no this is Adam's crazy ass said, <laughs> yeah, this is what I do yeah and for so my like, physiology yeah nobody else's physiology yeah because I'm just like I was like where like I was like where is he getting this information from? no it's 
this is trial and error. This is, yeah, this is yeah. this is crackhead trial. And yeah, error. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you know how like the, you know how it's the same. You should you would be asking the same question to like how do you know a car when it crashes that like there's like that you can survive because they put a dummy they put a crash test dummy in it and the crash test dummy doesn't fall apart. I was my own crash test dummy for a sure. while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> and you know and but you know like I think. Um, this is this is controversial. People are not going to like this, but I think if you are of a certain IQ level, you kind of have to do this. You have to test yourself to a certain point. Like I think LSD was a big important, like was a very important thing for me because I had to like when you really realize like where the boundaries of your sanity are, it, things become a lot easier because you're like, okay, I know what insane is now. And I know what being sane is. It doesn't mean that I'm always going to be sane, but like there, ha- like I feel like really understanding the full breadth and width of what your brain can do is it, it is important. Now, I'm not going to say everybody needs to do it the way I did it, but like it, it's a, it. I learned so much from that period of time in my life. Yeah, there you go. I um, yeah, that um, I fuck. I was just thinking of something I wanted to um say but i totally it it slipped my mind it'll come back to me so so one of the things that we always do one of the things that we always do when we have conversations like this beth is like i i tell a lot about like shit that i did and like you know stuff that i was wrong about but i always realize like you you don't really do that you kind of like agree with me was there is there anything that you think like especially towards the end was there anything like i'll I'll give you all right i'll ask you a question in a non-confrontational way and just please give me an answer there was a specific period of time where I noticed you just completely disappeared from my life. And it was like a very weird way of doing it. Like it was something that completely caught me off guard. So like I was working some shit job. Um, I was on like, I was working at like Quixote studios. Like um, this before I got promoted, I was like on a set PA. I was like taking out the trash. Um, And like, I was like, I was just drinking way too much. I was living in that, that, sublet do you remember when i had to leave emily's house for three months yes and i was living in that sublet yes and i remember i saw you like one time and then i remember i was like yo like i'm really like sad today um can i call you and you're like oh i'm on catalina island like i can't talk to you because like the fucking connection or whatever yeah and then the connection cut off and i think that may have been the last time i talked to you I remember I was so fucking miserable and I just wanted to hear like your voice and you just could, we couldn't even talk. And then I remember it, it was, there was a lot of other shit going on, but like, I just remember being like, wow, like I've never been this, I never felt that abandoned by somebody that I really cared about in my life. What was going was on? That, was that summer 2018? It was definitely the summer. I think it was 2018. It was definitely the summer. Yeah. I believe that fuck. was 2018. It's hot as fuck. Yeah. Um, no, that was the summer where, like, I became a woman. Like, that was the summer where, like, mm. I basically met, like, the people I'm still close with now in New Orleans. Like, I met all the people I work with now. I met all of my best friends. I'm so best friends with now. Like, I was, that summer is when I created my, was the foundation for my life now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So I felt okay. like, I didn't know that we were capable of having the friendship and relationship we have now. 
uh-huh. I didn't think that was possible because I had never like I didn't know what was going to happen between us, and okay. I was ha- building this life that did not include you. Right. As harsh as okay. that sounds. No, that makes sense. That's that it completely makes sense. That's what it was, and also like, um, yeah, that was just like the summer I, I realized like what I wanted to do like music wise and shit. Like I was just like having a me summer. Like I was having a like. Mm. I am very selfish and just doing whatever the fuck I want to do and not really considering other people, other people's feelings. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that was going on that summer, but I was just so curious because it was, it seemed like we had had a a bunch of big fights and then we had gotten over. It kept happening. Like that was, that's what it was. That's what I wanted to ask you about. There were these moments where like we would have really big fights. Then we'd get over it. Yes. Then we would get over it. Then we would, then you would be friends with me. Then I would be like cool with you. And then, and then you would cut the cable and I'll give you another example. There was one time it was when I was off like six tabs acid and you like called everybody in the phone book and told the whole city of new Orleans that I was fucked up. And uh, I'm kidding. You just called Mike, but, uh, (laughs) but you remember I got, we got into a big argument about that. And then like two, three days later, you like called me and you're like, Hey, I want to apologize or something like, Blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, I appreciate that. I'm sorry, too. And then we were like, cool. And then you just fucking never talked to me again. And I was you like, stressed me the fuck out. Like that day, like when you were tripping and you were uh-huh. fucked up and like there was like people were calling me to talk to you that day. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why I like stepped in. I was at work. I was in fucking Slidell at work. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be like, I'm trying to make sure like you're not running to the middle of the street. Like I'm trying to make right. sure like you're straight and like you yeah. have somewhere to chill. Like if you're, you know, on that much acid. So, yeah. um, I think that like, once I made sure you were straight and like, we were good, I was like, I'm too stressed out. This is too much. And then I was just like done. I, like, see. I was just like, I was okay. just my, my, my threshold for bullshit was met. Oh, and she- I was just like, I am done. Yeah, but, no, you'd bro- you'd broken up a set for a second there, but I I, I got the gist of what you're saying. But yeah, yeah, no, you, yeah. So no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I always it's just you know these are questions that I've had in my mind. I'm like, what happened there? Well, I was a pretty stressful guy. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think, I think kind of in closing, cause we, we've gone pretty long here. Um, I'm, I'm happy you're doing well. I know you, you know, are still in new Orleans. Um, and, and you know, things are still closed down. It's, you sound healthy. You sound like you, you've got things going on. Um, so. Jealous that's beautiful, that you're you know. I like living in my hometown. I definitely, but you know, I'm one of those people yeah. who know that.
Yeah. So uh, it's going to come out today. So oh, you know, um, definitely, definitely spam it. You know, put it on your uh, Instagram and shit. Uh, and hey. uh, yeah, um, that's that. You're not going to do that, are you? You're not going to um, put it on your Instagram, are you? There's some content here covered that uh, I can't publicize, but. Okay. I mean, it's out. It's it's going to be out in the world. You know that, right? Like, yeah, I you're... know that. Just, 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 uh. Don't put my no, last no, name. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. Um, <laughs> so, anything else in closing? Well, by the way, this, this is a comedy podcast, guys. None of the stuff that we said yeah, is true. Yeah, all, all I mean, of all, this everything, is a joke. We're, we're actors. acting right now. Yeah, this we're is a- all made up. We're Sorry. actors. <laughs> I, you know, it's been a long enough. I've done enough episodes where I can say that now. Like every person that I've talked, everything that you guys have heard on this podcast is totally just, you know, it's a creation. I'm a writer. I write so. stories. Yeah. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, everybody have a good rest of your day. All right. Let me get this fucking thing out of here. Please.